0: Listen, I'm here, I'm interested, and I matter. Your selling process should be displayed in the interview. Be a high-caliber professional. Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host... Jonathan Flax.
1: I am so excited to have our next guest, a fellow unabashed dog lover like me, and the founder and chief talent officer for Naviga and her company's retained search firm that places sales, marketing, and operations executives for positions in businesses around the world. Welcome
0: to our program, Kathleen. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. I love it.
1: All right, great. So I like to start our episodes with the end in mind, so to speak. What do they walk away with.
0: So the biggest thing that they're going to walk away with today is kind of do's and don'ts for um, approaching an interview, if you will, and landing the job. So they'll they'll get pieces of do's and don'ts today from that.
1: Okay, great. So where do we begin? What's the most important? Aspect of the do's and don'ts you want people to
0: know about. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that people can do to differentiate themselves, you know, in the process. And it just doesn't take much these days for a salesperson or marketing executive and operations executive to do things differently (laughs) and stand out. So um, one of the things that I see, you know, as a don't is is people get comfortable at just going through the process as it is, you know, and not reaching out and being proactive, maybe sending a little something in the mail that says, thank you, whether it be flowers, whether it be, you know, a fruit tray, something that says, listen, I'm here, I'm interested and I matter, you know, a lot of that just kind of lacks. 99.9% of people just don't do anything like that. So it doesn't take much. There's a huge amount of candidates out there. um, But I will tell you, I am seeing a very competitive market of candidates that are not responding to recruitment efforts. So for every, let's say, four candidates that we might submit to our customer, we're, we're touching and trying to recruit 100, 150 of them, you know, to get to the four, where before it might just be 40. You know, the market is just very different right now.
1: Yeah, there was an article published in June of 2021 about uh, some study that was done about the great resignation and yeah. how people have gotten used to not coming into offices and not working. Uh, Does that have something to do with it, you think?
0: Well, a few things have to do with it. So um, a lot of industries did thrive during the pandemic. I know we like to talk about industries that failed, but really in the B2B marketplace, and that's what our sandbox is, companies, you know, Really killed it, you know, and we're up year over year. They had to make an adjustment, you know, and, um, you know, work from home and maybe do meetings in their pajama bottoms or something. But other than that, they were killing it. So um, what they saw is employers that were loyal to them during this you know, unpredictable time during the pandemic, they still paid them, the business was thriving, that employer didn't let that person down. So because of that trust and kind of loyalty that happened and that emotional connection during the pandemic, people don't want to leave. You know, they're like, wait a minute, this employer just kind of fed my soul, if you will, and fed my family during this whole thing. I'm not ready to go, you know? So that's a huge aspect of why people are not moving. They're just not inclined to move right now. And then another thing is, like I said, you know, in B2B business, people were exceeding quotas, you know, and exceeding expectations and marketers and all this stuff. And it kind of, even though it was a scary time for maybe a couple months, it became also an exciting time. One that says, how can we get creative? how can we, what can we do? So it kind of challenged a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So to lure them away when they were very successful and maybe making bonuses and, and heavy commissions and stuff, that's, that's tough. You know, that's, that's a tough scenario. Those two things um, are pretty big. Yeah.
1: yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so let's get uh, further into some of the do's and don'ts, particularly about interacting with a recruiter like you. So, You're working hard to find people who are willing to make a change. Our listeners are are people who have come to a program called the Career Transition Experts because they are interested in making a change.
0: Yeah. What are some
1: things they should consider? What are some things they should do?
0: Yeah, they should be honest um, and transparent. I know that sounds pretty basic, but, Mm. you know, recruiters just really good ones and solid People are solid people, they should just be honest and have high integrity and be transparent about where they are in their job search. What do they need for compensation? Are they really interested or not? And just not play games. That's the number one thing. Just be transparent, you know, be a high caliber professional and show that to your recruiter, and you'll get a lot of attention that way.
1: Mm. I don't think people are necessarily uh, ill willed if they're not honest or transparent, but they are concerned. What are some of the things you're finding by bringing that up? You're certainly finding people are not transparent about certain things or not honest. What are some of the things that people cover up or like, where are they lacking in that pure honesty and integrity?
0: Yeah. Well, maybe like even in the beginning of the recruiting process, yeah, I'll talk to you, but I'm not really inclined to make a move. They don't say that. Right. But yeah, I'll talk to you. And maybe they take you on this journey up to a certain point and then they pull out of that journey. So even just being true to their convictions in terms of whether or not they want to even go, go search for another position and talk to a recruiter, just don't waste your time doing that. You know what I mean? Right. And, then, and then compensation is another issue where, you know, you should be upfront about what your expectations are with compensation. And if you say that's your expectation, don't change it in the process. You know stand by what you communicated because you know that's what we're taking and going to the customer and showing our customer that so mm.
1: uh, do you have an example of someone who changed gears and what that and what happened?
0: uh yeah, it doesn't look good on us or the candidates. So say if I have a um a first discussion with a, an executive VP of sales and and he or she might say. I need 200k on the base and a total compensation program of three 350 the first year uncapped, and then once they start talking and and maybe feeling the energy of the employer that the employer really loves them and wants them, they increase that base salary. You know, at offer stage, 25k, 50k, just because you know, oh, the marketplace is telling me I need this and I'm worth this, but wait a minute, Mr. <laughs> or, or, or gal, you told us X, Y, Z, you know, three weeks later. So it just looks really bad. Like the person is playing a game and not being sincere and just sticking with what they, what they said they would need in order to make that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. sense.
1: You know, a, a person is as good as their word and it's important that they, uh, they follow through on what they told you. And it's very interesting when you bring up, what's a better way for them to deal with you when they have discovered, in fact, maybe they gave you too low a number at first?
0: Yeah, Um, maybe being honest and saying, hey, how do you feel I should approach this? Um, If it's a situation where maybe they've learned more, the responsibility is bigger. Maybe the travel is going to be a little bit more than maybe they anticipated based on their background, something along that line maybe communicating what the situation is and why, and then working with your firm um, and partnering with them on what, what should the communication plan be? So we don't destroy this.
1: <laughs> well, I really ought to just bring it to you as a collaborative question rather than, Oh, I changed my number. That's yeah. Really valuable, really valuable and valid. Campaign. I appreciate that. Yeah. What are some other do's or don'ts in the working with you as a recruiter or uh, that you see, like I often ask my guests, what's the dumbest thing you've seen a smart person do through the interview process and journey?
0: <laughs> well, in sales, um, they just don't go for the close at the end. You know, they mm-hmm. can have the, the best background in the world, but then they don't ask for next steps or um, are there any concerns I can manage with my candidacy, you know, asking that employer that. It's kind of the mm-hmm. depth. So, some of them don't care if the candidate doesn't close them, but then you've got, you know, these, you know, SVPs or chief sales officers that view that as a huge value prop in, in, in a candidate's behavior while they're interviewing them. So, I mean, just, just have those different traits come out in the interview process. Your selling process should be displayed in the interview process step by step.
1: Yeah, Really good. A, a question comes to mind. I think you've got great view on a great point of view on a successful salesperson or vice president of sales, sales enterprise manager may have a very strong comfort level and practice regarding how they manage sales with customers, and it's very different to sell oneself. Now, some salespeople would say, "No, it's not." But how does a candidate ask for the business? And what's the difference that you help them traverse between their usual selling of something else versus selling themselves?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they've got to be careful, right? Because it can't look like a hard sell because nobody wants that at the end, right? Like, so did I get the job? You know, nothing like that. It's such a turnoff. I think it needs to be like a um, a, a very intentional discussion that says, um, thank you know, thank you for your time. I'm genuinely interested in this. I'm wondering before I leave you, is there anything that I might, you know, answer that popped up during this discussion that might be a concern about my background? Um, anything that I could manage because I'm sincerely interested and would love to go to the next round. You know, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where it, it's showing that you're managing a concern, but yet expressing an interest.
1: Yeah, really great. That's a way of framing uh, a conversation for listening with punctuation of love to go to the next round. That is the asking for the
0: business. It is. Right.
1: Then, the final round. How do you recommend a salesperson or an executive ask for the offer?
0: Yeah. Again, just I've, I've really enjoyed the time in, you know, meeting all of these different executives. Obviously, I'd paraphrase that, <laughs> but. Yeah. And it, it's, it's been wonderful. I feel like I'm a match, um, you know, based on XYZ. I can just feel the energy and the connection with you guys. And I feel like I can make a big impact. Um, please know that I'm ready. You know, if you choose me for the opportunity, I'm ready and very excited about it. That's it. You know, I, you really don't have to ask.
1: Yeah. Got it. It's not really asking. Uh, sometimes I advise clients to say, what has to happen? What do you need? On your side, or that I can provide to move us closer to an offer. Yeah, it's really still in the context of service.
0: Yeah, really
1: really great. Anything else you want to add to uh, insights about interviewing or working with recruiters that our our you know executive listeners might value?
0: Yeah, I would. Even though you're an executive, I would say be careful on your Zoom locations. We've had people bomb out by making poor decisions with Zoom backgrounds um, mm. or the lack thereof, you know, and where they're interviewing. So it's a yeah. judgment. You well, know, it's the funniest one you've seen. The funniest. Somebody with. did it in a bed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> somebody did it in a bed, which is really weird. Somebody did it in um, a kitchen with like cereal boxes behind their refrigerator or on the refrigerator and stuff like that, look really unprofessional. And, you know, when all things are lined up and an executive looks like they're gonna do an amazing job, <laughs> you don't think to say, hey, <laughs> you know, don't do it behind a refrigerator with cereal boxes, right? Or, or a bet. Yeah. Uh, but now yeah, we have right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, we, and we now have the tools. Zoom has a, a virtual backgrounds. Uh, I'm in a real background here with my map of the United States. And yeah. piece of artwork I like. Your lighting is great. When we started here, we adjusted our lighting. So yeah. it's a simple thing. It takes a little attention. All right. It's great. Two last questions. Personally, uh, do you have any uh, movements or causes or charities that you care a lot about?
0: Yeah. I love the homeless. Um, at our church, that we feed the homeless every single Sunday. And about 200 people, homeless people, come. And wow. it's a huge initiative every single Sunday. They started with just um, years ago, like 20 years ago, giving them just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And now it's a huge spread of donated hot food, and it's really nice. So. Excellent.
1: Excellent. And I'm a musician, so I like to ask do you have a favorite artist, favorite band, favorite composer?
0: Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite. I I, I don't know. I, I love the '80s. I'm obsessed okay. with it. Um, my teenagers kind of like it too because I play it all the time. I I I'm a diverse listener. I love classical music. I love like rap, even rap from the '90s and and rap from 2021. I just it depends on the mood. You know when I'm voting yeah. uh, when I'm boating on a really early morning. I love classical. Like when there's like zero chop and it's just smooth as ice and it you know i just love that feeling um mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's diverse
1: <laughs> got it we we also have boating in and i'm a sailor i've uh, been uh, on a beneteau 373 this summer that we bought in october of last year and uh mm-hmm. so this is our first year with that and um uh, you're a power boater am i guessing correctly yes <laughs> power boater very good yes All right. Well, listen, Kathleen, it was so great having you. Thanks so much for your insights. We will put your contact information in the show notes so that employers or candidates can find you for the right match.
0: Thank you. 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 Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for listening to the career transition experts. We hope you got something of value and would love to hear from you on what you did learn and how this episode made a difference. If you'd like to contact or reach our guests, take a look at the show notes And you can also find there a link where we will send you a free copy of our resume preparation checklist. If there's anything we can do to help you fulfill your vision and make that transition smoothly, contact us. We are here for you. Thanks again for listening. Hope to see you again soon. Bye for now.